Hello, and welcome to the Trail Manners Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Manning, coming to you from the beautiful trails in Ogden, Utah, but connecting you to wherever trail, ultra, and mountain running takes us. We'll bring trail running to life with amazing athletes, discuss the latest topics, epic journeys, and get you stoked for your next trail adventure. We're sharing the moments that make life special, because even a rough day on the trail beats a good day indoors, and nothing beats time spent with good friends and great stories. Catch us here weekly for your dose of dirt, vert, and good vibes. So now, it's time to top off your water, grab some cheese curds, and join us for this week's podcast, where we take you deep into the heart of our sport. It's go time. Hello and welcome to episode number 305 of the Trail Manners Podcast. Our guest today is favorite Trevor Fuchs. The Trail Manners Podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at trailmanners.com. Come back often and please feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Trail Manners. And don't forget to subscribe, review, and rate us on iTunes. If you're so inclined, Trail Manners would really appreciate any contribution via our Patreon account at patreon.com backslash trail manners. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get after it. All right, welcome back to the Trail Manners podcast. This is episode number 305. And today we've got a guest that's no uh, stranger to the podcast. Been on a few times. It's been a few years, actually, when we first uh, had him on. But as we mentioned before, we have done this before with Jeff Hart. We are going to sit with our guest multiple times throughout the year, following him to Hard Rock and after. So our guest today from Utah here is Trevor Fuchs. Trevor, thanks again, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. (laughs) (laughs) Seen you on the trails a few times within the last month. A lot lately, yeah. uh, But it's been nice to get, get you back on the podcast. And Trevor is one of my favorite guests because he brought in some uh, IPAs. So we've got from the TF Brewing Company, the Templin family in is Salt Lake, uh, Ferda Imperial IPA. It's a double IPA, 8.2. Um, that's all the info I got other than we each cracked one to yeah. celebrate the uh, the launch of this new podcast. <laughs> um, but as I mentioned, Trevor, so you, uh, you're running the Hard Rock 100 on July 16th yeah. this year, right? Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. right? I mean, with <laughs> with everything. Hard Rock's had a pretty bad run of luck the yeah. last few years um, down there. So I'm hoping it goes because I'm excited to see it get back to, you know, out there. Definitely. Um, but also it's uh, it's got a pretty good list of yeah. entrants, although we, I think if I remember right, and again, I'm out of the loop a lot, Darcy uh, was on the Was she on the list in Hard Rock? Do you know? PQ, PSU. I I don't recall. Okay. Anyway, she went down. Looks like with a pretty good knee injury. So uh-huh. hopefully she heals up soon. Um, because I, yeah, she was on the start list, and this was like like her race. Yeah. Um, so we hope she heals up. But but a little background. Those that you don't know, Trevor, he's uh he's here lives here in Utah in the Ogden area, and I'm not going to go down his uh, complete race results um, because I. It's pretty stout, but um, we first had him on because he was quietly, like, and I mean quietly, because the Wasatch 100 is in our backyard, just uh, taking wins at the Wasatch 100. <laughs> he, he went back-to-back 2016 and 2017. He's won the Hurt 100 uh, last year in 2020. The year before, it was second place. 
He's won the Bear 100 here, and he's also won the uh, Ute 100, which is a pretty uh, new race, but it's also very – it's a big race. When I say big, I mean it's not easy. Right. Right? It's a challenge. And I didn't win uh, Bear. Came in second at Bear. Oh, oh that's but, right. I have yeah. second. I'm sorry. That's my no fault. Worries. 2019, yeah. it was second at Bear. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, geez. no disrespect to Jeff. Jeff yeah. won that year. So. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, pretty pretty good place. But and then he just got back from Hawaii just yeah. recently, right? Yeah. But mm-hmm. not for a race, just to enjoy it a little more. Just to enjoy it. We're actually kind of scouting a place to uh, possibly move out there. So. Uh oh. Yeah. Uh oh. Yeah. It's well, big announcement. <laughs> well, let me let me know when that happens because we'll get you on the podcast and you know we'll do it at your place next time. Cool. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but but so you you still have one of the funniest stories um, that we've ever ever had on the pot. And when I say funny, because hindsight, at the time it was probably terrifying. But when when oh, he yeah. was, um, Trevor ran uh, hurt the year there was the missile attack threat uh, yeah. alarm that went off. So um, we've had him on the show. You'll have to go back and listen to that. But. You know, we all, we all, and I laugh because it just cracks me up. We all have these stomach issues, GI stuff, weather, cutoffs, paces. But how many times have you, anybody out there run a race where you get an alert saying, uh, there's a missile headed for you, uh, take cover. Yeah. <laughs> so It's a little different vibe when you think you're going to be like evaporated, you know? <laughs> it's a little different than throwing up or having a blister, right? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> so yeah, I was like, holy cow, I can't even imagine. But you have to go back and listen because we did talk a lot about that uh, in a previous show. Um, and maybe I'll find it, put it in the show notes and some links to that. So um, what have you been up to? I mean, obviously, you know, 20, uh, I don't know what year we're in. This has been such a blur. 2020 <laughs> uh, did not live up to standards far in the, right. the, the the racing and running world. Yeah. I mean, we all know what happened. W- what have you been up to, not just since you've been on the show, but just in general? Yeah, um, well, as far as running goes, 2020, like you said, was uh, all over the place. Had a stress fracture after hurt, actually during hurt. Um so it took a while to come back from that and uh, did a couple races in the summer, but they were they were sort of a wash. I just didn't really I, – I mentally wasn't ready to be there and and just some other environmental factors, but um, kind of just mostly enjoyed running last yeah. year and just kind of um, training with no real purpose and then eventually put that to decent use at uh, White Rim, went, went down and did the White Rim Trail. Um, that was pretty fun. Um, now you just didn't do the white rim. Tell us what you did down there. Uh, ran it in just under 16 hours. And is that pretty so, fast? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I could do it faster. What's, I know the, that. what's the FKT down there? Well, right now it's just under 16 hours. <laughs> uh, but some, someone's going to do it in 15 at least, yeah. I think. And, is it one? Of, do you think yeah. that's one of those runs that's not as... Uh, popular when, when you see FKTs like mm-hmm. the Colorado Trails and the Wonderlands. I mean, yeah. those are big and huge. But do you think the White Rim kind of sneaks under the radar a little bit? I think so for sure. Yeah. For one thing, it's it's very crewable. Yeah. Like you can have crew either ahead of you or behind you the entire time. Though it's actually in a lot of places, it's faster to run it than it is to drive it. Oh yeah. Um, but it's there's plenty of spots to crew. There's there's bathrooms along the entire loop. You know, it's like. And it's scenic the entire yeah. time. It's it's so beautiful, you know. Um, it's a little flatter than than a lot than anything I've done hundred mile wise. Yeah. Um, like just under seven thousand feet of climbing. Um, I really don't know why more people don't do it. Honestly, I know this year it got a little bit of attention. Yeah. Um, 
just because I think everything's getting a little more of the FKT love. Honestly, I think a hundred miles for an FKT, it's a commitment, you know, like most people can see themselves going out and and trying like a 30, 40, 50 miler, but doing a hundred miler without anybody paying attention or tracking or really caring, you know, it's, (laughs) it's hard to get motivated to do that. Well, and just recently on one of the single track sessions, there was a stat from uh, fastest known times, I think dot com dot org Mm -hmm. dot something, right? Um, the, FKTs just the the and I don't remember the percentages, but it was like this huge spike in attempts and broken ones and the people doing them uh, last year. And I think, like you said, yeah. there wasn't a lot going on. And there's people that were, you know, the the, the COVID thing kind of hit. And we'll say March, just mm-hmm. for lack of a better thing. So many people were were dialed and getting ready for something big, and they couldn't do it. Right. Um, in fact, I just shared on the uh, Trail Manners. Facebook page, uh, what Caitlin Gerben did up at Wonderland. Uh, North Face kind of took uh, a video of her FKT at the Wonderland. And, oh my gosh, that is if you, you have a if you have a second, you can go look it up, or you can go to our our Facebook page. That is the coolest. Like I think it's like fifteen minutes, um, but it's nice. super cool. Um, just the scenery. I've, I mean, I've said I've always wanted to do that, but she killed that yeah. FKT, um, yeah. and it's just pretty cool because I like when they show the darkness. Right. I mean, she was throwing up, not feeling good. Right. It wasn't just all like, yeah, look at me and yeah. this is awesome and everything else. So yeah. I think, I think you're onto something. More people were out doing that because yeah. I mean, you were trained hard. Hurt was in January. So you, you had a great fitness level, even though you had your stress fracture. So mm-hmm. it's not like you wanted to waste the yeah. stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The biggest thing is in October, I did this dumb vert challenge thing. Mm. So I, you know, spent like six hours a day just going up and down hills and <laughs> and uh by the end of october i was just super fit and strong and i was like i should probably do something you know <laughs> seems like a shame to just waste it so but yeah yeah it was fun what else did you last year i mean you mentioned enjoying running how mm-hmm. important do you think that is to the success of uh longevity right yeah. running wise just and and just being overall healthy not just like stress fractures achilles yeah. stuff whatever just health wise how do you how do you think that breaking away from that helps you know it's it's funny i was thinking about that a lot even on my run today i've i've kind of reached this point where you know i'm not really doing the the sponsor thing and i don't really besides hard rock coming up i don't really have any races planned and i'm just kind of getting out to run just to run and and loving every second of it and i've I've just been, um, incredibly happy the last few months. Um, I, and I feel like my body is, is responding much better that to that response or to that stress than it would to like, you know, really structured training leading into a race or anything like that. Um, I, and I can only imagine that for longevity, it's going to be amazing because right now I feel stronger, fitter, um, healthier than I ever have. And I'm just running for the pure love of it. So nice. I, I love that. I mean, I, we, we talked before we got on the show, I've been battling this silly Achilles mm-hmm. thing and just the thought of going out and just having that whole enjoyment without yeah. any of the pressures. Right. Yeah. And you used to have a coach. Um, mm, still do. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was going to ask you next. So you had, it's David, David Roach Roach. Mm-hmm. And so he's still coach. Is he still coaching you? Yeah. So yeah. how does it work then with, do you let him know, Hey, I'm, I'm just, kind of let's tone it down for a little bit but also knowing you're when, when i saw you on the trail you're like i'm putting all my eggs in the hard rock basket type thing right yeah. like that's yeah. that's the 
that's a tough one to get in. So you want to put your best foot forward mm-hmm. and, yeah. you know, looking at your results in the past, you know, these are big races, Utes and Bears and Hertz and Wasatch. Those are big, hundred mountainous, tough races. Um, so Hard Rock is right in your wheelhouse yeah. as far as that goes. So how does it work with, with your coach then? Well, um, it's, I think that we've been working together long enough that we kind of just vibe together, you know? He sort of gets a, the feeling when I need to back off and uh, also keeps me engaged when I'm not not necessarily feeling like <laughs> being engaged. Um, but, yeah, right now, I mean, he's he. I don't think I even had to say anything, but I think he knew where I was at um, with my fitness and what I wanted to do this winter. Um, because I've done hurt the last three years, I've really just kind of been injured um, during the winter the last – three years you know (laughs) that race beats me up every time I've broken my kneecap there I smashed my head last year like it's just always something and it takes and the stress fracture like it just takes me a while to get back from that and this year I I've been injury free and just kind of wanting to get out and uh run in the winter on my own time and enjoy it and I think that um he really responded to that and has kind of kept my mileage around you know 55 60 miles a week and and just sort of chill just do what you want to do we've we've done maybe like four or five workouts this winter and that's about it um so but i think he he you know he mentioned in my training log the other day that he senses that there's a breakthrough bubbling up under the surface right now and Uh you know and 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 i i think he's right and i think it comes down to a lot of what we were just talking about um i feel like i've just sort of had this uh awakening i guess for lack of a better word where i'm not doing it for validation anymore yeah and I think that's something where is maybe if I was probably low key about it, but I think everyone kind of does that. Like, why do we run, you know? Yeah. And, and sometimes I think it's easy to fall into that trap. Like I run so that people can tell me that I'm awesome and it makes me feel good about myself or whatever. And it's between last year and I don't know if it was the whole COVID thing and races not happening or like um, losing sponsors or, or anything like that. But I just like don't care anymore. Yeah. And it's, it's a, uh, been relieving and and i feel like uh with david specifically he's really like latching onto that and and feeding into that um this new fire that i have with running so well and i think that's one thing that the a runner like myself or let's just say an average runner i hate to say that but you know that that's not like a sponsored athlete so you have like yourself going through that sponsorship period and you've got these other athletes out there that have those sponsors and I've talked about I've talked to athletes before, and I've been on the other side where I've been part of companies that sponsored athletes when mm-hmm. I was working with Pearl Azumi. But there's a there is added pressure yeah. when you are are sponsored, whether you know you think whether people think so or not, whether right? it's just perceived or not. Yeah, yeah, because you have so many different levels. You got the whole ambassador type stuff. You've got mm-hmm. the team stuff. But when you do get to a point where you know yourself and a lot of others, I mean, you put a lot into it. It's not. It's never bad to. I'll say make a little money. You know, yeah. sometimes it's products, sometimes it's discounts, sometimes it's entry fees, sometimes it's travel, but there's pressure there, you yeah. know, because there's so many people coming into the sport and it's like, I got to prove that, you know, mm-hmm. what, like you said, whether you think you're doing it or whether you want it or not, there's a lot of that added pressure to it. Right. Um, so when you talk about running for fun again, um, with that pressure out the window, that's a huge, that's got to be kind of like a, a big weight at sometimes I'm guessing I would never know yeah. I've never been sponsored by anybody but myself so <laughs> yeah I mean I I definitely feel like it's been liberating for me and but I think more so it's not just the not being sponsored it's the like shedding myself of the desire to be sponsored yeah. like it's just I I've 
had it and I realized that maybe it's just not my jam, you know, like I don't necessarily need to be a, a shill to a corporation that doesn't really care about <laughs> yeah. people too much, not to like, yeah. you know, but, uh, and I, I think it's just liberating to like know that that's not something I'm, I'm going for, you know, like what? I can, I can go and I can still do these races and I can attack these races for myself yeah, for my own personal intrinsic validation and I don't have to do it for other people. So this is going to bring up an odd question and this is something I've had to ask and mm-hmm. I've wanted to ask it before and we saw you running yesterday. We were yeah. running, you guys were, you were running with Preston and you've got white shoes that you run in <laughs> on the trail. And the first time I saw posts with you doing it, I'm like, okay, is he playing right now? <laughs> like I didn't see, I didn't get a good clear cut of yeah. who, what they were anything i'm like all right what's he doing right now because you've had some fun little social media posts lately you know just kind of poking (laughs) fun here and there just having a good time and i see these shoes and i'm like okay folks these are pure white like i don't think there's a shade or like the new like the new north face that are super hot right now they have they're white but they have some black on them and maybe some more these are like you're getting baptized type stuff or you're going (laughs) to the church right they're full-on white and i found out yesterday i really took a hard they're Merrell's uh-huh. all right yeah so what are these shoes I've never seen them before and I like shoes yeah so they're Merrell I think they're called Skyfire MTL or something I when I first started running I I wore Merrell's because I was into like the the more minimalist style they had the trail gloves um so I I kind of gave them another try and these shoes are they're undyed that's why they're you know pure white um I was just looking for something that is going to be better for the environment and like <laughs> i don't know <laughs> like not you know have child labor in china or things like that. I, I don't know i just i'm trying in my life to like minimize my impact on yeah. on the world so i thought i'd try these shoes and you know it's probably just a marketing ploy and I'm, they're still terrible for the environment but at least <laughs> at least i sleep better at night i guess i don't know how so. do you keep them white because they look i've seen i know you've run in them before i've oh, seen yeah. you run in them three or four times i saw them again yesterday not the best conditions no. and i'm like Okay, what's what's he spray on? Like what, oh, nothing. What? We, so I think I posted a picture on Instagram. I wore them once here in Utah, and then I took them with me to Hawaii. Yeah, and I ran out there, and they were absolutely destroyed. With yeah. like in thirty seconds in Hawaii, <laughs> just that mud gets on things, and like Doesn't those shoes go. will never be white again. So it, they were pretty. They were pretty fresh there for a minute, but now they're not. Nah, now nah. you couldn't wear them to the mall or something when nah. you're just styling. Nah. Do you like? I mean, do you like? I mean, obviously you like them because yeah, you're yeah. wearing them. But I mean, what kind? What what would you compare them to as far as a shoe goes? I mean, they're not a lot of stack height. They're pretty minimal. Are they yeah. like a, a zero drop type, four no, mil drop? No, six mil. Okay. Six mil drop. Um, pretty aggressive tread. I think they're like five or six mil tread, but uh, pretty aggressive, pretty grippy on ice and things like that. Um, I c- would kind of compare them to the Solomon Sense Pro okay. or or a comparable shoe like that. Okay. Um, they're super light, fast. I, I do like them a lot. You like said genuinely. super light, right? Yeah. I thought yeah. I said super white. They're, I mean, both. <laughs> <laughs> they're both. Is this something yeah. you see yourself wearing this year, though? I mean, do you like them like that? Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. a racing 100-miler? Yeah. I think do so. something like that? Yeah. yeah. There's enough cushioning that, that uh, I think they'd be totally fine for a 100-miler, and I like the tread, and I like the way they feel. So. Nice. Well, well, that's all that I'll really matters buy at a the couple end of the more day. pairs. And <laughs> that's awesome. They make them in any other color? Uh, they do, yeah. They have... Okay. Died. They're actually pretty cool. You should check them out. They have like, I don't know, Different. cool like mountain backgrounds and stuff on, oh, on cool. some of them. I'll have yeah. to check them out. Yeah. I'm not a white shoe guy. That's, that's I, right. I that's actually cool. tried to pair a white, uh, a road from a brand. I, won't, well, I can say it. I tried to pair ultras at the shop. They were all white. Uh-huh. Um, that road shoe. 
and I was like, whoa, <laughs> these are I'm not used to white. But yeah. I also tried the North Face, the new North Face Vectives on, the middle price point one. They have three of them. Um, they feel really good. Just nice. a little narrow in the toe box for me still. And they don't mm-hmm. think they make a wide, but um, another white shoe. So I'm like, are yeah. white shoes coming back? They're coming back. I mean, in the trail yeah. side, it still blows my mind. But yeah, it, it makes no sense. But, but I mean, but then, but I stop and think about it, I'm like at the end of the day, all your shoes get dirty, yeah. no matter what you do. But it just like I guess if you wear wide, they're just gonna get dirty <laughs> anyway. So it really doesn't matter. But it's honestly, just weird. honestly, that's been the biggest question everybody's asked is like, what what are you gonna do with white shoes on the trail? They're just gonna get dirty. And I'm like, I don't care. Like, well, well, black shoes get dirty. <laughs> all my shoes are dirty after <laughs> yeah. one run, anyways. Like it doesn't matter. Anyway, I had to bring, I had to bring up the white <laughs> shoe things. I'm like, what is he wearing? And is this yeah. like, is he making fun? Are these kids? What are yeah, these I'm things? Starting a new trend, that's and it's all. gonna happen. I mean, yeah. people have their like. Their style, right? So there's people that wear like flannel shirts to race in, or button-up yeah. <laughs> shirts, and you know Browning's got his glasses, and you know people have their beards, and everybody's got their thing, right? So maybe right. white Mine shoes, be white shoes, Trevor White Shoes Johnson. <laughs> Here comes old white shoes. <laughs> Here comes old white. I know who that is. How can you tell from his stride? No, he's got white shoes. Um, so okay, that's good. All right, well, let's let's dive into hard rock a little bit. Yeah. Um, is this a race you've kind of always wanted to to get into and run then? Has it always been something you wanted to test yourself at? Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's kind of the the main event for, for the type of runs I like to do. So, yeah. yeah, and, you know, when, I mean, we talk about it, you know, on the show all the time. You've got the Western States. You've got, I mean, these iconic races, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And there's always this battle of which one's the best. And at the end of the day, they're two different races yeah. in my eyes, right? Definitely. Um, yeah. You know, one's like Hard Rock is just this huge mountain grunt peak mm-hmm. and you know western's hard on its own way right the heat it's downhill at the end i mean it's it's different but i've always been i've never run hard rock i'm not a, a runner like yourself a super uh, good runner um but hard rock is like my kind of race and i say yeah. that because i know it, it number one it kicked my trash on every possible level but that's the kind i like the the mountainous scenery type stuff and i've yeah. been on the course run quite a few sections of it um not all at once but it's just oh it's just so amazing right i I just every time i go to silverton the area i just i'm i find myself daydreaming sometimes like thinking about it have you run down there before then i never have no i've i grew up in colorado so i've uh visited through there i've driven through there we've camped there and stuff but never run there as an adult so (laughs) i'm looking forward to it do you have any plans on uh going down early you know, like I know some people sometimes will go like three weeks yeah. or two weeks or a week, and I've heard either go down a couple weeks early or you have to go down right before, you know, people yeah, yeah, have their yeah. own thing. Yeah. What, what's your plan as of right now? You know, it's funny. The last two years, because, you know, I've been in for two years and it's been canceled for two years. But uh, <laughs> You're bad luck. <laughs> it might be it. I had been planning on uh, going out like two or three weeks, weeks early. Um, this year, I don't know that I've actually formulated a plan for that. I'm kind of just <laughs> just winging it, I guess. <laughs> It's it's hard when like everything has been canceled for a year now. It's like it's like what plans do I make or do yeah. I just roll with it, just wing it? Do I still so, know how to make a reservation? Yeah, <laughs> right. So so not nothing real concrete yet. No, then, right. No. If I had to guess, it will probably just go out. You know, a couple of days before checking out so, and go for it. Yeah. So what do you have, uh, like, he- heading up to it? Like I said, we're going to have you on the show. We're going to really, you know, get to a point next time where we're going to talk, you know, a lot more specifically about training and maybe nutrition and stuff. Where it's been on your your radar for the last mm-hmm. couple of years, I mean, what what are the things that, I don't say concern you, but what are the things that you're, 
I think, what do you think about the most when it's say, Hey, I'm running hard rock in July. What are some things right now that really pop into your head? Hmm. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Um, like you said, I think it kind of just fits into my wheelhouse. So I'm not really like super stressed like about it. it. No, I know it, like it's more climbing than most races I've done, but it's, it's not that much more, you know? And I think I just, I just need to focus on climbing a bit more than I would, um, you know, more when, I, as I get closer to the race, like June, June and early July. So just really dialing yeah. in a little bit more. And does David have experience with hard rock on like either run it or had athletes that have run it? Um, he coaches Jason Schlarb. Okay. Who's won it, but I, he didn't coach him at the time. Okay. So I actually can't speak to that. I'm not sure if he, if he has specific experience or not, but, um, kind of the thing about what he does is like, it all just sort of translates to whatever we're doing, you know, um, whether, whether it's a flat race or a, or a super vert race, like as long as we communicate and know what I need to be getting, you know, like a lot of his workouts will be hill repeats anyways. And then generally on the weekends, he just wants me to go out and play in the mountains and, and do that sort of thing. And that gen generally tends to work pretty well for mountainous races. So, you know, I'm sitting here, um, and I haven't, Originally, I look, but I'm kind of looking at the. There's 152 people right now on the the start list, right. and I'm looking down the list, and I, it truly is one of those um, who's who type things. Yeah. Like, even the deeper I get, because you know how the whole ultra signups, you know, mm -hmm. algorithms, schematics, whatever work. You know, they've got. Um, I'm horrible with names. Everybody knows Francois from from France. Yep. You know, he's kind of the the top there. Um, Johnny Clemens from Tennessee. Mm -hmm. it, you know, he's ranked second on this thing. But there's names like Dylan Bowman, uh, Julian from, from France. You're right there next on this ranking. Uh, Ryan Smith, Jeff Browning, Eric Storheim locally, Dominic Grossman, Mike Wardy, and Grant Guys from New Zealand. Uh, Nick Petitella, a guy that I know pretty well. Um, I mean, it just goes on and on. And so, I mean, I look at the rankings. I mean, there's Garrett Grobbins, uh, Courtney DeWalter, Brian Powell, um, it's crazy. Like <laughs> yeah. this is going to be, and yeah. everybody, you know, I've gone to hard rock a few times for the race and it's just like the gathering. Mm -hmm. Right. And you know, these people pull out like the pacers that could win the race type right. thing too. So it's always going to be a good time. Paul Sweeney's on here. Oh my, I, it just keeps going. Um, as you go down the list and it's, there's some familiar names, but at the end of the day, the first name that comes up is hard rock and that's kind of the granddaddy of this whole list right i mean because yeah. we've seen all these athletes most of them down there and they the, the mountains don't care who you are <laughs> that is true <laughs> you know what that i mean yeah. it's like if you're having a day if you're if you're not having a day um do you have any and you don't have to say because we'll get that to you later but i mean what's your old i mean you're competitive mm -hmm. and, and you're 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 an extremely talented runner and I'm just going to hit you on this on the spot. Do you think <laughs> if you have the day you're looking for that you could come away with the win? Um, that's my current plan. Okay. Yeah. Well, because yeah. I'm, I'm saying it because <laughs> I think you could. Yeah. Right? I mean, I think any, you know, not everybody on this list is going into it that way. I know there's probably a huge chunk of yeah. people that feel that way. But I, I think you could, even against, like, these big names, right, if you will. Because, like we mm -hmm. said, you kind of are quieter, you know, behind the scenes. You're not the sponsored athlete you're not a social media giant yeah uh, or anything like that but um <laughs> with the with the resume you have and the races you've run um you go in happy and healthy and i it's i would 
I would Vegas. I'd go to Vegas for you, for <laughs> Thank sure. You. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> well, no, and that's why I was excited uh, that you got in because it's not all the time even on the show, especially being your warrior local. We get this opportunity, right? Because, yeah. you know, like I said, we're going to track you all the way to Hard Rock with your training and everything. Do you do you think the training will be that different from like training for the Ute or for the Bear or for Wasatch? No, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think if anything, my approach this year is just going to be. Um, more for the joy of it and less for the, the specific trying to hit, trying to hit splits up certain climbs and things like yeah. that. I, I'm just going to go run a bunch of miles in the mountains and be happy and, and go from there. And, and things have happened in the last couple of years that I, I know I have another switch I can flip mentally, um, that I haven't done a lot in races. Like it, it's happened before. I probably happened at hurt, um, this past year, but I know that when I flip that switch, I can, you know, I can put myself in, into the realm of winning that race. So. That's awesome. I, that's exciting and, and super cool. Do you have anything between like now and then? I know you say you don't have, really have a lot of races you're, you're mm-hmm. signed up for, but is there anything, I'll say big, right? Do you have an mm-hmm. idea to go somewhere, right, for a couple of days and do like a, a weekend worth of something somewhere else? Or is your primary focus, mm-hmm. as of right now, just kind of like, I mean, we've got, we you can find places here, yeah. but is that your primary focus, just sticking around and doing something? Um, I'm on wait list for Zane Gray. I'd like to, oh, yeah. I'd like to do that K one now. if I could. Yeah, yeah, so that'd be fun. Um, beyond, and Quad Rock, I'm on the wait list for that too. So okay. those are two that might be fun just um, for training purposes, yeah. get in and get the wheels turning a little, but, um, you know, I don't know <laughs> right now. I, I haven't made a whole lot of plans. I've just been kind of keeping it low key this winter. Um, you know, I might go back to Hawaii and get another training weekend there. Dang. Um, the big Island's pretty cool. You can, uh, get up to almost 14,000 feet up on Mauna Kea and Mauna Loa. Um, so you can train at elevation there and you can drop down and be at sea level in an hour. So, um, there's just a lot of, a lot of cool, possibilities to train there so i might might head back there um if it sticks sticks around cold here for a while yeah um, but we'll see and um, i've heard hawaii not just the running but i heard it's a pretty cool place so yeah yeah it's it's, it's all right it's all right <laughs> what's your what's it so we'll let you go after this but or on my hawaii have you been there before you went to hurt no that was the so first you time. went to hurt and you've basically since then have kind of fallen in love with it yeah there, right yeah. been back every year so no matter what yeah, and so the first three years were Oahu, and then this year we went up to the Big Island to check that out, and um, definitely kind of fell in love with the vibe there. You know, it's it's very underpopulated, I would say, like pretty rural. Um, not a lot of tourists unless you go to the Kona side, and even then, it's like a different kind of tourism. You know, it's it's very much just rich people on vacation there. Um, but on most, you know, on the side we were staying on, it's just super low key and everyone's happy and chill and it's it's a totally different uh lifestyle there you know i don't know it's just really appealing to to both me and my wife so i was more hoping you would say yeah we were out there looking for a place for winter we're gonna stay here in the summer and just have a second home and i'm like oh that's kind of neat buddy (laughs) maybe but i don't think we're uh we're quite in that range to be able to afford that it's it's gonna be one or the other Uh, well back to it so like besides uh maybe going back over to hawaii is there any places around here that you've kind of looked at to say this you know this would be good some good training block or a good training period because we have some places right yeah um have you looked at anything around here that you'd consider doing or want to do yeah i for me for local runs if i am not trying to drive anywhere um 
I like to just go do repeats up Mount Ogden. So it's, you know, a little over or around 4,000 feet, depending on where you start. And if you just do two or three repeats of that, you're... Where do you like to start to do that? Do you like to start on Snow Basin side? I usually Buse? do Buse. Buse, okay. Buse, just because it's a little steeper and yeah. kind of more... It's rugged. Yeah. And overgrown. Very overgrown. Beats beats up your legs, shreds your legs with yeah. all the, the overgrown. <laughs> We'd have to do that early because that, that's... Every year that scares me more and more because of the rattlesnakes. Yeah. It seems like every time yeah. I go up there every year there's more, and you get up in the basin at the wrong time, uh-huh. and you can just hear them. It echoes <laughs> through <laughs> all the rocks. So yeah. that side scares me more than ever. When I do Mount Ogden, I usually go up Snow Basin. So yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's nice, and it's a little shadier back there, too. Yeah, so oh, yeah. Might do a little bit of both. And, yeah. But, uh, you know, there's some some good big mountains in Salt Lake, and might might try to hit, like, King's Peak or something. Um it's only a few hour drive, so. Have you done that before, yeah. King's yeah, Peak? I did that for the first time last year. Nice. Um, it's a lot scarier than I originally <laughs> thought the last mile, mile oh, and a yeah. half. Yeah, once you hit is Anderson Pass and you go up, mm-hmm. that's... that's A little more scrambly? Yeah, a little bit more yeah. for a non-scrambler. Yeah. And it's also a lot flatter than you kind of expect going into it. It's oh, basically, yeah. you know, I can't remember what the round trip distances but it, i feel like it's about 30 miles of pretty flat running yeah the <laughs> for you it seems like i can i can differentiate 10 feet pretty <laughs> easily though when i'm going uphill so what about pacers have you got that dialed in yet i'm sure you've got a lot of people that like dude uh, if you need help let me know. Yeah, if you, do, if you need yeah. help let me know if that's you... a funny thing about hard rock is there's never a shortage of people <laughs> that want to come help yep just cool yeah um yeah i don't know i haven't used pacers for quite a while yeah um and i kind of like that yeah. you know i know depending on who you ask yep. there's going to be a hotly debated talk about that but um i think with this race i will for several reasons one because it's not all about me um <laughs> do you know what i'm saying like <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> like hard rock is just a different a different thing yeah, and like, some people are never going to be able to run it so yeah. like if they have the opportunity to come pace me i I feel like it would be selfish for me to not let them. You know what I'm saying? Even if it's not necessarily it's good ex- my it's jam. It's a, a neat experience. Yeah. 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 I know exactly what you're saying. That's yeah. awesome. So I'll have uh, Gabe Joyce has been planning oh, on right coming on. out and pacing. And I've had a few other offers. And just we'll see. See who wins the lottery? Yeah. See, see who sticks. So. <laughs> what about crewing for you? Is it kind of the same thing? Is it just going to be your family? Yeah. Um, honestly, my wife, Tempest, is like dialed in. Grade A. Yeah. You know, top, top of the line crew uh she just knows me so well and just knows what she's doing and she's also just the best planner and like you know she's probably already thinking about the race where i'm like i don't know I'm like, <laughs> she's got spreadsheets yeah she does and i guarantee she and everything does. right yeah. now <laughs> she's probably already booked things and i don't i have no idea she's, she's listening going i told you we got a place already <laughs> yeah. that's probably exactly <laughs> what <laughs> Um, yeah, so, and I'm sure we'll, we'll get some help too from a few other, yeah, a few other friends. And so, so you're yeah. not really thinking like right now much logistic stuff, right? I mean, it's just, no. and I think it's kind of cool though because it's not, I mean, it's a, it's such a big, iconic event plus getting into it's hard enough. Yeah. So, you know, again, it's like talking to you since you got on the microphone, it's just different of, yeah. You yeah. know, what I mean? like, and, and not in a bad way, right? It's no. not like you don't respect it or you don't care. Oh, it's just, it's yeah. just a matter of, I'm enjoying myself right now. That yeah. will take care of that when the time comes. Yeah. Where a lot of people right now are packing drop bags for Hard Rock and sitting them in their closet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So a couple of things. I might be a professional procrastinator. There's that. 
And it also might be because this is my third year planning yeah. to race it and it hasn't <laughs> happened yet. So like, I'm kind of just you know, riding it out and see You're it. like, I'm not doing this again. Yeah. I mean, we planned so much the first year that it's like, maybe we're just still holding onto the plans for that. You know, there's She's a few just things in the name of the spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> there's a few things like I was going to get a, a hypoxico tent the first year oh, yeah. and sleep in that. And like kind of planned on getting that last year too, but then it got canceled. And so this, now this year I'm like, should I even do that? Or like, am I just, you know, not even going to worry about it? Not, yeah. So I don't know. A couple of things going on there. How do you, how do you, speaking of that, how do you do with the higher elevations? I mean, you've done races with, yeah. with higher elevations, hard rock, obviously is its own beast, but do you do pretty well, uh, high elevations? I think so. Yeah. yeah. I've never had too many problems that I would consider altitude related. Sometimes, yeah. Um, I do struggle if it's like super hot at okay. a high elevation that tends to get me sometimes. Yeah. Um, I did Tushers last year and it was like 95 degrees and high oh. up and I was getting pretty hammered. I yeah. also wasn't quite fit yet cause of the stress fracture thing, but, um, yeah. So if there's like other factors on top of the altitude, it's really smoky or something. Oh yeah. Yeah. Usually if you combine things it's bad, if it's just altitude, I, I think I do. Okay. Well, the one uh, reason I bring that up, I, I did handies one year, went out with a bunch of friends. There was the soft rock where you do it in three days. I only, uh -huh. I didn't do the whole thing, but we went up handies and I'd never been up the 14,000 feet. And so I was really nervous and we were with a group of people and we kept getting higher up, higher up. We we're like 12 and I'm like, Oh, I still feel pretty good. Yeah. Right. And then we hit like 13 and I'm like, Oh yeah, this ain't okay. bad. It was like thirteen one, and yeah. I felt like I was carrying a piano on my chest. <laughs> it happened like that quick to me. Yeah. Like I thought I was like, oh yeah, this is no problem. Yeah. And some people felt it a little bit earlier, but I'm not kidding you. We got closer, and it was like five steps, and I stop, and I would take some breath. And five, st I mean, it was it crushed me the closer I got to fourteen. Yeah, uh, we did King's Peak this year, which is not quite that high. It wasn't as bad. So right. I don't know if there was like those, like you said, existing factors. I did the Lake City 50 or San Juan solstice, and it was a bad fire year. And yeah. so you're getting way up high. And at first, I grabbed my rain jacket because I'm like, oh, there's a lot of rain clouds. It was smoke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I asked the aid station, I'm like, is that, is that a storm coming in? He's like, bro, that's smoke. smoke. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I brought the wrong gear. Yeah. So I, I know, yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. But I think that's a big thing, right? I mean, you're great at climbing. Um, you're obviously experienced and if the altitude isn't like that big a deal, um, that's a, another, like you're like built for races like this, like you said, it's in your wheelhouse, but it's like kind of built for that type of stuff. You're, you're used to it. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, weather wise is the other thing. Um, mm -hmm. you know, we've had years where I think it was like four years ago, maybe where the lightning was hitting and Adam Campbell's yeah. uh, headlamp yeah. kind of blew up and stuff. You can't control uh, weather. Right. Um, so that's just always a, a crazy one, but yeah, I like I like your I like your approach where it's just not <laughs> it's like, man, like whatever. Yeah, you know I think I'm running hard rock. When is that? August? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't even remember. Yeah. Um, but it's a good approach because because seeing you watching listening to you talk and and I get the opportunity and fortune to see you talk. But like you said, it, it's that it, you're you're enjoying it yeah. right without mm -hmm. those things. Do you at all have any at all sponsors left? Any other? I do. I still work with Gnarly Nutrition and, okay. and Untapped. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So right on. I've yeah. always I've wanted to try a, a few different. I've never tried Gnarly Nutrition. I've always yeah. looked at it, and there's a lot of different things, and mm -hmm. I know a lot of people use it. You like that? It's amazing. Is yeah. it? I I love all their products, especially for recovery. Um, they just released uh, some what they call their baseline, uh, which is a few different like vitamins and minerals. So like iron and B12 and things like that. 
and they're about to drop a new product that's that's going to be game changing. Really? Yeah. Um, when can we look for that? I think relatively soon in the next nice. few months. I don't know the oh, right exact on. release date, but I know it's sometime soon. Um, it's a it's a fueling pro- like hydration product. So, okay. um, I used it at Hurt and I used it at White Rim, and uh, wow. never never felt any lows or anything wow. like that. So that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, and they make a lot of different stuff too, don't they? Make like everyday type stuff, and you know, and also mm, workout. I yeah. guess maybe is the best way to say it. Yeah, so they they do like protein powders and, yeah. and things like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it's all kind of geared and formulated more towards the the mountain athlete than it okay. is necessarily like the the gym rat, I guess. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Well, then I probably won't take any because I'm more of a, <laughs> more of a meathead. Yeah. Um, and then that actually touches on another great topic that I think is, um, and we'll actually dive into this either in, in other podcasts, but you're vegan, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, that's a different approach when it comes to the overall, you know, nutri- I know a lot of people that have, are vegan, a lot of people that have tried and a lot of people yeah. that are actually going through it. Um, you've got it dialed in. You've been vegan for how long? Uh, 10 years, 10 probably. Years. Yeah. So you've, I mean, you've got it dialed in, but, yeah. um, does that limit what you use like even hitting an aid station and stuff or do you kind of more like i don't i don't pay attention and stuff yeah. so I mean, when you hit an aid station is there generally stuff you even use from an aid station or you just kind of deal with what you your crew has or you take with yeah. you um usually it's it's what i have or crew but i mean most of the stuff that's just grab and go at aid stations is vegan anyways like okay. potato chips and you know swedish fish or whatever okay. it's all it's all vegan gummy so. bears well not gummy bears but yeah <laughs> Um, so the fish are good, but the bears yeah, are bad. Yeah, yeah. You got to check the label to see if there's gelatin in it. So <laughs> I usually ask them, like, "Hey, do you guys have the package this came in so I can read the ingredients?" And um, well, I'm glad you said just, that because I'm like, <laughs> if you walked in and said, "Hey, can I? What is this vegan?" Because most of those people are like, I don't, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I'm just. I would never ask that. No, I just grab potato chip and pickle and be on my <laughs> you way. You know where you're at with those, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that's a good point. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't think it's really been limiting to me. But I, like you said, I've been doing it so long that I just know what I eat, and it's yeah. not not an issue. So, do you get a lot of people asking you questions um, about like how you do it, even a vegan, like people that either are vegan or want it or, or want to get into running more that are yeah. vegan? Do you get people that ask you questions on that stuff? Yeah, a little more so, more or less these days. I feel like people seem to be more interested in the the uh, low carb, high fat yeah, thing that's for a big for whatever right reason. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It seems like it's like vegan is becoming less popular as far as like people trying to find their uh, optimum diet for endurance. Gotcha. Well, the other thing that's popped up, it's getting hot and I this is just off the cuff. So I don't <laughs> have it sitting in front of me and maybe, you know, it, and I know a listener does. So you can correct me because I'm always wrong. But the uh, the dude and I, someone says his name I know about being cold all the time. Do you know what I'm talking about? Being cold all the time. He's, his his mindset. He's like lives uh, in Wim Hof. Yes. Yeah. Gosh, it took me a minute. I'm like, because that's I've seen more of Wim Hof yeah. stuff within the last two months than I've ever seen. Huh. Right. Yeah. And I've I know what it is, but I just see more and more people doing doing Wim Hof method today. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Did I miss a, a Netflix promotion? <laughs> I mean, what's happening out yeah, there? there? But yeah, I think you're right. Vegan was. Um, Oh boy, lacking a better word. It was bigger, right? I mean, it was like in your, it was out there more. It was maybe more talked about. And now yeah. it's the low carb stuff, yeah. um, high fats, yeah. stuff like that. I think the the 
question I've gotten the most recently has been, is there a way to be vegan and also be low carb? And that's like, I mean, you know, if you want to eat nothing but avocados and coconut, (laughs) that's probably fine. But I like to mess around with French fries and stuff every (laughs) once in a while, you know? I got a thing for fries. (laughs) It's like saying, is there a way to be vegan and have bacon and eggs? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) In the morning? (laughs) That's kind of funny. Um, And I've got no restrictions, as you can tell. I I just, whatever you put in front of me. But you say French fries, and now I'm kind of craving some poutine. It sounds good. And that was a big thing on the podcast like two years ago, and now there's like poutine in the area. So my life is (laughs) coming full circle uh, to be happy about it. Um, how about after Hard Rock? Do you got anything you're thinking about after Hard Rock or, or race-wise or anything? Um, I, I plan to do Hurt again. Okay. Um, beyond that, I think I'm just going to wait. I'm going to see how I feel after Hard Rock. And, um, you know, hopefully there's a move between Hard Rock and, and Hurt. Holy cow, that where, may be Where quick, Hurt's huh? less of a commute. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Just kind of. Just kind of playing it by ear wow. this year. We'll see how, how everything playing plays it by out. ear, but we might move to Hawaii. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. not a big yeah. deal. Perfect. Wow. So you're you're thinking maybe. I mean, again, you never know, but yeah. that quick. Like when you said that, I was thinking a year or two, but you're like, if things work out, I'm taking yeah. my, I'm taking my white shoes over the pond yeah. and I'm getting Definitely. over over yeah. the island. Wow. Yeah. So, what are your chances of getting into hurt? Hundred percent, hundred percent. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, what I was wondering. Yeah. Is that because you won, right? Yeah. So anytime you put in, because you're a comeback winner, it's like, hey, come on over. Yeah, I think they do top three. Is that what um, it is? From the previous year. So, oh, okay. Yeah, top three previous year, you're automatically. Okay, because so. 2021 was canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So hopefully, um, 2022, if everything goes right, yeah, um, should back. What was it like over in Hawaii this year? I mean, with the you know, the restrictions lifted and, you know, because Hawaii hadn't had visitors forever. And the, the yeah. islands, yeah, everything I read and heard just really suffered. Um, how yeah. was it when you went over there? You know, they were being really smart and safe about everything. We had to have negative tests before we got on the flight um, within 72 hours. Then they actually tested us at the airport. Wow. Um, so as soon as we got off the flight, we stood in line to get tested. They said, if you don't hear from us in two hours, you're fine. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, we never heard from them. So, so you turn your cell phone off and run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they probably yeah. just like, where are you staying? Right. Kind of thing. Yeah. Like, like yeah. You have really to really dialed in. You had to get on an app and like fill out, you know, wow. address of where you're staying and everything. They're, they're really keeping track of it. Um, all the restaurants, everything was really good about masks and, you know, um, it seemed like some places might've struggled a little bit from, from lack of tourism. But like I said, where we were staying, it was yeah. kind of local anyways. So, so most places were doing okay. Um, yeah. Well, I say it, that cause we're looking to do Kauai oh, uh, nice. for Thanksgiving this yeah. year. I was supposed to go last year. Yeah. Um, those are my daughters. Of course we had to cancel that. So this year we're doing that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm looking at verbos or vrbos yeah. if you're me because i'm not fancy <laughs> and is that what you guys do when you go over to is kind of to go that route or do you just do a hotel uh we did airbnb did you? Okay. yeah so all right same 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 yeah so yeah, that's funny <laughs> the commute will be shorter uh, after <laughs> that um what else i mean what's your your preference with shoes are you uh hydration pack handheld waist belt usually waist belt and handhelds yeah it's kind of the way i roll um depends on the what you're doing though yeah and aid stations and everything hard rock else. might be a, a vest just because you know the gear good idea to carry a rain jacket yeah. and things like that maybe a flashlight um, but i've i've packed all that in a waist belt before and been fine i, I kind of like to keep the weight off my shoulders i tend to tense up my shoulders when i run anyways and i feel like that with the weight of a weight vest i end up with like neck 
tension. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I get um, cramps in my back. Is that yeah. weird as that is sometimes? Yeah. I'll lay down on the trail and do some weird wannabe <laughs> yoga stuff just yeah. to un- unflex my back. Yeah, so a plan as of right now probably to do waist belt and handhelds. So for the people out there, what do you? Uh, you're not a, a quote unquote sponsored athletes. What do you do to uh, for a living? Uh, signs and graphics right now. So um, nothing super fancy. I've been doing it for oh man, seventeen years wow. now. <laughs> uh, something like that. So yeah, pays and, the bills. And before that, you were a chef. Yeah, kind of in the middle of that. I took a break from the the science world and and did some uh, culinary exploration um came to the conclusion that it doesn't really support a family of five very well so i went back to the the job that actually pays me in actual money (laughs) in the the money stuff yeah man that's i'm what's your what's your overall thought with hard rock though i mean obviously it's something you've wanted to do but when i say hard rock you know you're in it i mean are, are you excited definitely at the end of the day are you just really excited to get down there and yeah and see all that that's kind of like the end all be all for me that's like get this race done finish kiss the rock and i don't really care what happens career wise after that race wise after that yeah this is the one that 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 i've always wanted to do so awesome i'm super stoked to to actually finally get the the chance to do it keep our fingers crossed right because i think really the only thing snowpack this year where are we at is it average, more than average, less than average, or do you even are you even paying attention? Because you're like, eh. I haven't because the winter had been so crappy up until you know a few weeks ago. So yeah. I do need to look and see where they're at because that's kind of what killed it a few years ago. Was that um, it was all the late snows that that caused a lot of well. Then they had fires the yeah. one year, right? And then last year was the COVID. So, so the year the year before was avalanche damage and snowpack, and then last year was COVID. Okay, so. Yeah. So, you, but you haven't really paid much attention to. I like this style. <laughs> I, I just love this style because I'm the opposite. It's probably like, not very helpful to, to most people that are looking for maybe for most tips people. Or... <laughs> but like, I'm like, I'm like the other way. I'm probably more like your wife. I'm like over analyzed dial. I think my pack list is ready for my trip to Hawaii and Thanksgiving. Yeah. Like just what to take. <laughs> yeah. Like how many speedos and thongs to wear. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm, I'm very more. You detailed. need at least one for every day, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, well, what year? What direction is this hard rock? Do you even do you know that part of it? Is it clockwise or counterclockwise? Because you got a fifty well, percent chance. It was supposed to be counterclockwise, and I don't know if they've changed <laughs> that. I think that is still that. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a fifty percent shot. Either yeah. way, yeah. you know. Yeah. Either way, you're starting. And to I, zero. I've never run it before i have nothing to compare it to yeah. so for me it's like i i don't know which way is a little harder i don't know well because uh, some people we've had on the show and, and some people out there to be a quote-unquote true hard rocker it's both directions you have to do both. yeah to, to even get in twice right you'd have to that's a true hard rocker right. in my eyes yeah. right it's like hard enough to get in there yeah. uh to begin how many years did you put in before you got in oh probably around five four or five i think yeah yeah and you say this is kind of like your your race, you don't have any desire to do like Western states? I mean, eh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I do. And I'll, I'll tell you why, because I want to do the Grand Slam. Okay. And that's about the only reason I want to do Western states. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Is there so, any, with taking away the Grand Slam, are there any other races or locations that it's like, on your list like super mm-hmm. high not just like oh that'd be cool that'd be cool but are there some is there something out there you're like i gotta do that um grand raid is one that's okay. up there on reunion island um it's sort of been described as like a cross between hurt and hard rock okay and 
that really appeals to me for some reason. So where's this at? Reunion Island. Um, uh, so without looking at a map, I don't know that I could uh, <laughs> believe it's a French-owned okay, island. Okay, I was going to say, what language <laughs> yeah. do they speak? And that would kind of dial yeah. me in. So French-owned island. French. Is this a big, I mean, is it a big, it's a 100-mile race or is it? Uh, yeah, it's 100 miles. Is it? Yeah. I think they have a few different distances that they do as well. But, but that's kind of the one. 100 mile would be the, the one I do. There's that, and I'd love to get over to, to Europe and race something eventually. I was going to do UTMB last year, and um, that got canceled as well. And I just didn't put in this year. Yeah. I don't know. I I figured last year I was kind of like, whatever about it. I'll have more opportunities and had some other things going on to, to have people help pay to get there and don't okay. don't have that so much this year. So I was like... I don't know that I want to go like a month after hard rock and it just be like a, you know, scenic it's an experience yeah, more than yeah. you're, you're kind of quote unquote racing. Save it for another year when I can put more into it. I think. Well, so. I mean with, for what it takes to get over there, it's probably a good idea yeah. um, to get in. What's your, uh, I know you got these white shoes that are just lighting <laughs> up the scene, but is there a shoe out there that's you've loved before this? Like, has there just been one shoe that you've just loved? I'm a shoe guy. So yeah. I always got to ask this question. Yeah. Um, Solomon Sense Pro is yeah. really good. I like that as kind of a go-to shoe. Um, you still wear other stuff besides yeah. the white ones, too? Just yeah, kind of yeah, mix yeah. it up? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, I have like 40 pairs of shoes in my closet. Yeah. I just sort of rotate between them all. So They're not all white? No, that's, that's my only <laughs> white pair. <laughs> they're they're soon going to be all white. I think I'm transitioning to that, though. Yeah. Well, I can see them just standing out in a pile of 40. The white's going to look at you, right? It's like, I'm grabbing those. I'm grabbing those. Yeah, definitely. Um, man, I'm just not really like a shoe nerd, honestly. Yeah. I, I, Cause I know you've run in like with, with ultra and, uh, raid, raid light, light yeah. and Solomon, obviously. Mm-hmm. So ultra superiors, I, I like a lot. I still like those. Um, so you don't have a preference or do you from like a zero drop to a whatever top drop, right? Are you just like, whatever? Uh, yeah. I, I like to keep it about six okay. tops, but I have run in a lot of Solomons or eight, nine, eight 10, 10, 11. Yeah. yeah. And I don't, I don't mind it as much as I thought I would, or as much as I used to. Yeah. Um, particularly like in snowy conditions or or like wet trail conditions. Um, so yeah, six is kind of the top, but I'll, I'll go anywhere from zero to to six on any given day. Okay. I like to change it up because I feel like it kind of keeps the injuries guessing a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are we gonna do today, boys? <laughs> yeah. Ah, crap! We brought out the white ones. Because I've actually, it's kind of, but it's kind of funny. I, I'm a four to six is kind of yeah. where I like to be. And the people, it's hilarious when you go in places or talk to people. Like you can really tell a difference in millimeters. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, and I've talked to people like Solomon for me was my first ever trail shoe, and I can't wear them now because right. the stack height is like you said. There's so many ten mil stack heights. I like exaggerating it feels like high heels sometimes yeah, a little definitely. bit for me yeah um and, and the funniest thing though is in the last oh my gosh eight months or so i've been wearing ultras a lot huh. I, yeah. and i've never i never really wore ultras before yeah. i wasn't a zero drop interest too much i tried them and i was like i don't know but even though it's zero drop i think they've they're getting so much more dialed in with their shoes yeah right like i i got the brand new lone peak fives those um, look nice they, i tried them unbelievable yeah. like it's a totally different shoe than the lo- the one before the 4.5s or whatever they are before yeah. that and the most running i've been doing is a temp 2 and now i'm finding out the temp 3s coming out <laughs> and they use the midsole from the new lone peak 5s i'm like this mm. could be my new shoe right because i've been struggling to find something from since pearl azumi like forever ago 
I noticed you wearing pearls the other day. I was I like, st- how do you keep those looking so fresh, man? They haven't made shoes for like five years now. It's been longer <laughs> than that, but a little secret. I got a storage unit somewhere nice. here in Ogden that's pretty high. high, high no, I, I, I literally did. I have, I bet I've got, oh my gosh, maybe only three left of the Pearl Azumi uh, N2V3s in a box. Yeah. I have three pair. One's all black. I'm saving those for like some special right. and maybe it's going to be when you I, get into hard rock oh my god i don't think that'll ever happen <laughs> i turned 50 this year so i'm like well maybe i wear them you know the day after i'm running the b red maybe i wear them from that or maybe i save them for the bear this year i'm, yeah. I'm waiting on those because those are pretty slick but i haven't been able to find it like i said i've tried the north face on just recently the new ones um i've tried some new new balance that were pretty cool i think they called the more trail um, actually really cushy, but yeah, I can't find anything yeah. uh, to really, but I've been running in the, the ultras, which surprises me. But now yeah. for me, the toe boxes aren't so big, right? which everybody's like, Oh, I love their huge toe on them for me. I couldn't. So now they're getting a little narrow. They're not like yeah. narrow, but they're not as for me. And I hate to use the word, but they're not as sloppy for me. Right. Like where I'm just like all over the I, place. I feel that. Cause they were, yeah. Shoe, like there's shoes in the past had definitely been <laughs> yeah and I a little thought, sloppy and well, I could put places. like yeah. I, that's where I put my nutrition I just put a gel between each toe because there's plenty of room <laughs> to keep them warm down there on cold days you didn't have to you have your gel yeah. freeze up on you I always think it's weird when I slide into an old pair of ultras my big toe is in like the middle of the toe <laughs> box and it makes no sense to me like um you know it, it's never like affected anything but it yeah. just doesn't make any sense from a design standpoint at least at least for my foot anyways yeah they, they like i said i think they've like this new lone peak 5.0 i haven't run in them yet just warm around but oh my gosh i'm excited i'm a bigger guy and yeah. these are like a lot less stack height mm-hmm. um so that's why i think the tim because i've done the olympus fours those are like their max kush yeah. those feel good too so i'm really happy so far cool. um, with all that but i'm a i'm a nerd when it yeah. comes to the, i'm waiting for a new vest i don't know what it's going to be yet I don't need one, but yeah, I want one. Small one. Yeah, because I got a new <laughs> GoPro. I'm like, where am I going to put that with the little stick on it? You tried the Hoka 10.9s yet? That could be the shoe. I don't even you. know. Is that the big, huge flipper on the back? <laughs> yeah. I've looked at those, and I just still don't get it. And I know people, I've talked to people, I'm like, oh, these are great. And I'm like, I wouldn't know where to put my foot on a trail. I'm already an 11 and a half, and you put the, the spur on yeah. there. I'm like a 13. <laughs> and so maybe for glissading, they would be good. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, and again, what I, because... <laughs> This is not a this is not a joke. I bought uh, on the clearance table at a local run shop. I bought the Hoka Carbon X Road Shoe, uh-huh. and uh, they're so comfortable. Yeah, <laughs> I only run on the road, <laughs> but I I, mean, I do a little bit. I should say, nice. but yeah, those those ones. Not the one the flip the yeah, yeah, spur. Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't yeah. either. I don't get it. <laughs> and I think that's kind of where we're at. I actually was with I won't name the brand, but there was a brand that reached out to me, and in, in, uh, they do running stuff mm. we'll say and they asked me my my thoughts on what do you what's next like what do you see and i'm like i don't know if you can really reinvent the wheel at this point right i really don't um and that's what they were saying do you what about um they said what if they there's a shoe that comes out that is um like made from all recycled materials but it doesn't last as long i'm yeah. like yeah i would if if it fit if it felt good i'd wear it you yeah. know what i mean like well, and then are you charging less or are you charging, it, it was are you charging more? It was less. It was significantly less, yeah. as a matter of fact. Um, and I was like, yeah. And so I, my thought to them when I, they were talking, I said, I think things might come back around to like the overall minimalist, right? Mm-hmm. Not just the shoe, but like even the shirts and the shorts and everything. It's not so techy because yeah. it's like, what can you, 
what kind of shirt is next? Like, yeah. really, what's out there to make a shirt? Like, you go, oh, my gosh, I'd pay $200 for that shirt because right. it's made of vibranium from Captain America's shield <laughs> plus, you know, whatever. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know what else you can do at this point, yeah. you know? So when the shoe came out with the spur, I'm like, okay, that's new. That's yeah. new. Because remember when Hoka came out, everybody's like, what? Are those are moon boots. Yeah, I can't, they, I can't do it. Yeah, they did a but, poor job on their first pair, just the color wave. But yeah. um but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what's next, but it's interesting to see what you wear because, you know, being a bigger runner, I wish I could wear a Lone Peak for 100 miles, but I just know because of the, the sheer force coming down on that, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't last. Um, yeah, so yeah. I need a little cushion, I think. I wore S-Labs at Hurt, which have, like, next to no cushioning, Yeah, and I got a lot of comments, like, people telling me that, that I was crazy and was going to end up with stress fractures in my feet and stuff, but they they were fine. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> I think it's well, but you you weigh like not much either, like maybe a little bit more than this can of beer I'm holding right now. It's a tall can of beer. Let yeah. me get that straight. But you're not a you're not a you don't. I'm like I'm, a I'm no twelve ouncer. Yeah, I, I'm like a lineman to you, <laughs> really. Um, well, cool. So yeah, so we're gonna have you on again, um, Aprilish time frame, and hopefully by then you know if you're gonna go down like on a yeah, day. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, maybe we did get, you know, ask you a little bit more about nutrition, um, you know, your training regimen. We'd really love to get you, you know, not too far, but kind of last thoughts going into the race. Um, and we're going to have uh, a place where p- people can ask questions so I can bring them on the air if people have specific questions, whether it's about the race, nutrition, whatever. Cool. And then the after, yeah. right? Regardless, um, it's just going to be great to hear um, what it's like to not just run hard rock, but just experience hard rock. Cause that's yeah. what I think a lot when I go down there as a spectator, I've gone down there to kind of help crew. It's the experience. That's just so amazing. Like you walk down the street and there's like all these people that, you know, you're used to seeing say on social media or something and they're just yeah. hanging out and having a good time and camping and, and, you know, doing everything else. But I think the hard rock thing is just such a cool, and I've told people just go down, yeah. Just go down for the race, watch it, hang out, and it's just, I won't say life-changing, but it really does, it's one of those things where mentally I think it put you in a really good place, right. I guess, is the best way. It's yeah. like volunteering to me. I think yeah. everybody's like, oh, I'm kind of going through a funk. What should I do? I'm like, go volunteer to race. Yeah. Because <laughs> it always kind of brings you, you know, your mind in a totally different place Definitely. Uh, to do. Last question I'm going to ask before we let you go. You did the White Rim FKT. Mm-hmm. Do you have any, uh, is there an FKT out there? Maybe not even just to say you want the FKT, but is there a course or an FKT that it, it sticks in your head that you'd like to go f- either either try for the FKT or do the route? Yeah. Um, well, I've wanted to get back down to the Grand Canyon since the last time I did Rim to Rim to Rim, and it uh, humbled the crap out of me. <laughs> <laughs> and the life-changing experience. Um almost life-ending experience, but uh, I want to do the double of that. So I want to do rim to rim to rim to rim to rim and uh, see if I can get the FKT on that. So, so do you do you know the FKT on that? Like if you had to guess it even or close to it? I I think it's around 19 or 20 hours. Okay. And I think I can do it faster than that. So, <laughs> so. It, first time I did rim to rim to rim, and I don't even remember, but I think I was just the rim to rim to rim, just yeah. like the, uh-huh. you know, South, north, south, back to the south. I think I was probably 15 hours. Yeah. I mean, it killed me. Like, it's... I cried more than once, <laughs> and I threw up more than once, and then I cried again. And yeah. I think I cried in the shower when I eventually got back to the, <laughs> the place I was staying. It's soul-crushing. 
I remember getting up to the top and, you know, I was, I, when I ran it, I wasn't going for any time or anything. I thought I could do it in around eight hours casually, no problem. And I, you know, dropped down into the canyon. It was like two or three degrees up at the South Rim and then got down to the canyon. It was closer to a hundred degrees. <laughs> and, and I just like ran out of, I, I was not prepared at all. I had like five energy bars and like a <laughs> bottle of water, like a handheld of water. <laughs> thinking I could, I'd be fast enough I could refill and like I got so dehydrated and I ended up on my way back or no like halfway through the uh no on my way okay sorry on my way up the north rim cramping so bad just like the worst worst cramps falling to your knees type thing and uh kind of getting back into it and getting back to Phantom Ranch and I just sat there for probably two or three hours just at that fountain just like sipping water like chugging water and wishing i had brought my wallet to go buy a lemonade or something you know it's just <laughs> snicker bar brutal it just doing everything i could to avoid going back up that seven thousand foot climb you know just dreading it but then realizing like my wife might think i'm dead at this point like she probably expected me hours ago so <laughs> then just having to pull everything together and i remember looking at myself as like the sun was setting and my skin was starting to look green and i was just you know probably minutes away from liver failure or something it was it was pretty gnarly and and i got up and got done it was about 30 minutes after it got dark i didn't bring a headlamp because i was only planning on being eight hours so you know there's sheer drop-offs as you're going up there and no headlamp yep and uh i get up to the top and i remember looking at temp she was two minutes away from calling park rangers to go find my dead body and uh, and i i remember just laughing hysterically like just that was the stupidest thing I've ever done. So I'm going to go do it again. But yeah, that's twice. A, that's twice. usually how yeah. it works because yeah. you're talking about it. Yeah, so I wasn't really, I was, you know, going. I didn't think I'd be that long. I heard it. My friends told me it was fun. So, yeah. yeah. And I was mad because yeah. I'm like, yeah, where was the fun? Did I miss the fun part? That's yeah. until like a few days later and I realized it. What's the, so when you're heading back up uh, the south side, you leave mm-hmm. Phantom and right before you climb, what's the garden there called? Do you remember? It's like, is it Indian oh. Garden or? I'm it's, not sure. I can't remember. Anyway, yeah. I hit there right before the climb. It's uh-huh. basically right before you you climb out of yeah, the South Rim. And, the and I was with Joel Hatch, and I was like you. I was dehydrated. I wasn't feeling good, and I just sat down in the garden there. And Joel's like, here, try this. And I'm going to say it, and I know there's a lot of people out there, but he gave me a noon tablet, uh-huh. right? And we put it in my bladder in my hydration vest, and he's like, this will help. I took two sips of it and turned into the Exorcist show. It was like I was shooting it like six feet straight across, hitting a rock. I looked at Joel. I'm like, I, told, I really hate you right now. Yeah. So what had happened, it ruined all my hydration for the climb out because yeah. it was in my vest. So right. the whole climb out, I had nothing to drink. Oh, man. I got back and actually threw the hydration bladder in the trash because I couldn't the smell out of it, and the smell made me sick. Oh. And again, it's probably not the product, right? It was right. just where I was, but I've never, ever been able to even touch a Noon. Even in the store. <laughs> like if I'm going to buy something, I, I can't touch one. I get nauseous. It has nothing to do with their yeah. company, but uh, it's a bad experience. But I'm going yeah. down there in a month. So we're nice. heading down there. Uh, Sarah, my girlfriend, and Jim Hatch is going. Or uh, Jim Hatch. I just combined my friends. Uh, Jim Skaggs is going. Uh, cool. And uh, Jeff Hart, I'm going to call him out up in Bellingham. He messaged me, so I'm going to say he's going, and I haven't got confirmation. But, yeah, it'll be... I think the first weekend in April, Sweet. Uh, heading back down. I've been down there for eight or nine years. I've done the, the thing twice. Um, yeah, I'm nervous because I I don't have any like super pleasant experiences. Right. When I think of the Grand Canyon, yeah. it's so pretty. Oh my gosh, that sucks. Yeah. So, and I'm not trained <laughs> for it either. So, <laughs> I'm hoping I don't get my um, 
LKT, my longest known time, because <laughs> I don't want to be down there for 15 hours. Man, so. yeah, that's brutal. But that's a huge... Well, do you know what the rim-to-rim-to-rim one, the normal one, is, the FKT? Uh, I want to say it's just under five hours. Yeah, right? I, I can't even fathom that, yeah. like literally. I mean, it. I'm not kidding, 14-ish hours probably. I could be, maybe it's 12, maybe it's 16 at this point. But the yeah. first time I did it, I'm like five hours. Like that I doesn't sound it. right. All of a sudden, maybe it's just under six. But still, yeah. it does. I mean, you're close <laughs> enough. It's like yeah. the only way you could I could do that if I had zip lines, right? That went up too, yeah. right? Like right. Could propel me up. So yeah, it's it's a crazy one. So is there anything besides that one that really stands out? Like a advent, even an adventure type thing. Um, the Wonderland Trail yeah, yeah. looks really cool. There's a lot of stuff up in the Pacific Northwest that I would really love to go do. Yeah. Um, that's that's kind of if it wasn't Hawaii, that'd be like the second area we're looking at probably is up there. Um, so there's there's a lot of stuff up there I want to go yeah, check out. That's it's just a, a matter of finding the time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so. no, that's that's exactly what it is. Well, right on. Thanks for coming back on the podcast. Thanks for the yeah, great for beer from TF Brewing. It's always nice to do that. But I'm really excited as we get closer to really start to tap in to see what your your thoughts and how your training's going because. Yeah. Um, I don't see a ton, you know, we see each other on trail once in a while, but you do, you look like you're really having fun right now. Yeah. Like just the way you talk and seeing you on the mountain and stuff, it just looks like you're, um, doing it for the right reasons. Maybe is the best way to say it. So, Sweet. and you don't need validation for sure. Um, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's like I said, I went down your ultra sign up results and I'm like, huh, I didn't know that one. Huh, I didn't know that <laughs> one. And it's pretty stout. So um great job um with what you're doing thank you and thanks for everything you do i I appreciate your comments too at the sport about you know making as minimal impact as you can i think that's big i think we all know that that's important and we all can't completely can't you know we have to make an impact on some level i mean you can do whatever you want with recycling and eating and whatever but there's going to be but i mean just cutting out stuff here and there is always a cool thing so and because you i'm going to go check out those white shoes yeah do it um I, don't I know. think you like them. They look good on you. you will they? Yeah. If yeah. I get a tan, maybe. I don't want it to look like I don't have <laughs> shoes on. You know, <laughs> it's just some dude out there with bare feet because I'm pretty pasty right now, I feel. So, uh, well, well, Trevor, thanks for coming back on the pod- podcast. We yeah. sure appreciate it. It's always good having you on. Um, and we'll get you back on again. So, uh, yeah, we look forward to it. And All don't, right. you don't have to bring beer next time. Maybe I will. Uh, I probably will. It's, okay. a, it's a selfish thing. I All just right. want to drink it too. So. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll let you. I'll let you. Well, I don't want to take that away from you. So, <laughs> right. I'll let you continue to do that. So, Well, thanks again for jumping on the podcast. Best of luck and uh, stay healthy uh, so our next conversation can be this enjoyable. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch you again probably in the spring. All right. Sounds great. Thanks, man. Thank you for listening to the Trail Manners Podcast. I'd like to thank Trevor Fuchs for joining us today and wish him well in his journey to the Hard Rock 100. And it's always a great time having him behind the microphone. I also want to encourage everybody to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Trail Manners or swing by the website at trailmanners.com. There you can check out our store page and support the podcast by buying a shirt or whatever else we have in the shop. Or you can hit us up on the contact page and let me know what you want to see, who you want to hear, or if you would like to be on the show. And I always love hearing from the Trail Manners community. And if you could take just a minute to subscribe to the show and leave us a rating or review on iTunes or Facebook, I'd greatly appreciate it. And lastly, Trail Manners would love your support via our Patreon account at patreon.com backslash trail manners to keep us alive and kicking. Until next time, this is your host, Eric Manning, reminding you, you don't get what you wish for, you get what you work for. 
Now go get it.